Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back, folks. Every Wednesday at this hour, we get together with the folks at GNO Inc. And Matt Wolf, VP of Communications, uh, joins us because I think Michael's in a series of meetings in Washington, D.C. in advance of the uh, Mardi Gras ball there, where uh, a lot of folks come together to discuss uh, business issues. Um, but Matt, uh, they left you home. What happened? They did. They left me home. I, I apparently, uh, they, I, I must be on like a no-fly list or something. I'm not really sure what's happening. And, and not, not only am I not allowed to go, but uh, Josh Flegg, who normally sometimes does this, you know, I think he's he may be uh, fishing out in Cocodry eating uh, some Nestle Crunch bars or something today instead. Well, the cat's away. The mice will play, right? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we had a great time uh, covering uh, the annual luncheon that y'all had, 20 years of impact on the regional economy, over 1,500 guests. Uh, we, we had a host of folks that we brought on, and we were able to carry Michael's speech uh, from beginning to end. And I think it was very well received by the listening audience. And I uh, talked to a lot of folks um, informally uh there and everybody's there was a i don't know they felt like yeah so you know this is what i really enjoyed about what mike was able to do in that moment is you know here we are at the start of a new year january um i think that's the moment for everyone to kind of synchronize and get on the same page and i think what michael was able to very clearly do was you know, one, acknowledge what we've done over the past 20 years, you know, as an organization and as a region, but also get us laser focused on what is really going to be one of the most important moments for our city uh, in, in a really long time, which is the upcoming Super Bowl in 2025. You know, this is this is a, an event like no other. The the eyes that are on New Orleans are, are kind of in many ways immeasurable, although there are some numbers behind it. 16,000 journalists, uh, 300,000 visitors in New Orleans, 200 million viewers in the United States. You know, this is, you know, kind of chapter two of, of, of our return, because in many ways, uh, when they were last year in 2013, um, you know, it was all about where, where we come since Katrina. I think now is the chance for New Orleans to explain where we've come since 2013, which there have been some incredible things that have happened, but also some things that we can make sure that as a region we're aligned on um, 
wanting to showcase, you know, our investments in the infrastructure, our innovation in energy and aerospace and water management. Uh, you know, these are these are some things that I think we take for granted at times. And yet, um, you know, I can say this in, in, in my role here at Geno Inc., uh, as we're pitching stories around the country about what's happening in New Orleans, I think many times it's forgotten that we're actually a, a laboratory for innovation and change. And, you know, of course, we don't always get it right, but we're we're invested in wanting to make this um, a, a city that lives up to its three-century legacy. And, I, you know, w when you have that many uh, eyeballs, microphones, uh, reporters, et cetera, here in New Orleans, you know, that, there's never a better time to do that. So, you know, to synergize everyone, align each other's vision, I think, you know, right now is a cruel moment because we only have a year to kind of get our act together. Yeah, I mean, it's um... – I think you're right, and and I think the timing. You know, it, it's kind of almost uh, it happened um, because uh, of the alignment with Mardi Gras right this year, and I think right. in many respects, you tell me, I think in many respects, it, it's almost better that we have it next year as opposed to this year. I don't, I, and I, it's just based on the feel. I don't know that I have anything to wrap my hands around, you know, on that issue, but I just think. We will be better served and in a better position to put on the show that everyone expects in 2025. I couldn't agree more. You know, a lot of what we're excited to talk about kind of isn't ready for prime time yet, if you will. I mean, no, no pun intended mm -hmm. since it is a prime time game, you know, but I know that over the next year, a lot of it is actually going to progress. And, you know, even some of the things that we're going to talk about later in the show, like the, you know, the Fort projects that are underway, et cetera, you know, a lot of the stuff that we're doing in new energy, it's going to move from kind of the, the, the concept to at least beginning to, to realize uh, the fruition of, of the labor and, and uh, ingenuity over the next year. So it, I think we're just going to have a better story to tell in a year. Let's pivot to an issue that we all know is uh, top of mind for everyone, uh, flood insurance, the flood fight. Um, I think Michael's testifying at the U.S. Senate Banking Committee hearing on reauthori reauthorizing and reforming the NFIP. Absolutely. Well, as you mentioned, you know, Michael, what a coincidence that Michael is in town in D.C. this week for Washington Mardi Gras uh, to be there for uh, this critical hearing, because, you know, as we know, uh, flood insurance is an essential part of life here in, in Louisiana. But, you know, more importantly, it impacts beyond our borders. I mean, I was just looking earlier this week at the floods that were hitting San Diego. And right now, the, I think that there's an information gap when it comes to this program in D.C. So what Michael's going to be able to do is, you know, not only plead the case for why this program is – uh, essential for our country, but also there are some reforms that are on the table that are going to make the program work more effectively for, for homeowners, for small business owners. It's going to impact our, our nation's real estate market, and it's going to make it you know, more sensible because, as, as we've probably talked about ad nauseum on here, as of today, what, what's been done to that program has made it uh, a, a program that's out of the reach of most homeowners in Louisiana and outside of Louisiana because it's, it's not taking into account um, the flood prevention measures that communities like ours have taken, and it's made it to the point where it's unaffordable. And if people put their homes at risk, 
that creates uncertainty and there's just a, there's a domino effect that can happen nationally uh, if if you have markets around the country who are not feeling comfortable about the investment in their homes. It's the most important asset that anyone can have, even for for renters. That those those involve uh, flood insurance policies as well. So you know we're happy that uh, Michael's going to be able to plead the case on behalf of uh, the country uh, in D.C. tomorrow. Matt, do you get the sense that we might ever move to an all-hazards policy? I mean, when we think about all of the things that FEMA's called upon to provide funding, assistance for, and everything else, forest fires, floods, this, tornadoes, that, the whole nine yards, and, and then make it some kind of mandatory thing as it relates to um, associating it to property insurance, uh, that we get to an, a time where we're more fully funded, a more robust program where everybody's participating. Well, I think that that's I think that's the goalpost that that we're marching towards. But you know, it, it, it's hard, especially in, in industries like this that involve you know billions of dollars to to instill change. So it, it's going to take a, a long road to convince the right people, and it's going to involve not only uh, government uh, buy-in, but also private sector buy-in. But I think that what you're seeing right now between, you know, what's happening with flood insurance, as you mentioned, other natural disasters like uh, wildfires around the country, et cetera, comboed with, you know, what is happening with the homeowner's insurance crisis, not only in Louisiana, um, I think now is the time that ears are are being open to uh, change like this uh, more than ever before. Yeah. Let's pivot to carbon capture. Um, Legislative task force heard from industry leaders about the benefits. Tommy Fauche from the, uh, he, what is it, Louisiana, um, what is the name of the organization? My mind just went blank. uh, Tommy Fauche is the president of. Uh, the L- yeah, it's, LMOGA. It's, it's Lamoga. It's 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 uh, Louisiana Midcontinent Midcontinent Oil and Gas Association. Yeah, he um, he he was able to uh, testify earlier this week uh, to a legislative task force in in Baton Rouge to just really plead the case for what uh, cap- carbon capture can mean for Louisiana. Um, you know, again. You know, change is always something that um, an information gap exists. And so what Tommy was able to really explain, alongside other industry leaders, by the way, I don't want to pretend that it was only Tommy giving these remarks, but, you know, I I think what was great was he gave the blessing that Louisiana is is on the verge of a golden age of energy production. You know, he spoke to the the rich uh, role that the energy industry plays in our state's economy, you know, that it's a $54 billion economic impact uh, in 2021 alone, 346,000 jobs. Carbon capture is going to ensure that those jobs stay here and that those investments actually increase. Um, you know, it, it, and this follows in the footsteps of the great decision that the EPA gave uh, at the end of last year to allow the state primacy for approving sequestration well permits. That's going to impact 55 projects that are already ready to go. So, I mean, that that's what's great about this moment. Again, you know, we keep talking about this as a good moment for Louisiana. So we have a backlog of projects that are ready to get going here in Louisiana. Well, great. luckily, we have the information and the advocates to explain to lawmakers the benefits of 
carbon capture on our economy today. Any any concerns of a change of heart of this administration? I mean, I read the other day they're thinking of tweaking LNG um, exports and now the permitting for LNG plants. Um, you know, and, and I know that overseas they're all up in a, in a dither about it because they, they recognize that they've become to rely on our LNG supply chain to them more and more as, as we they're trying to wean themselves off of uh, Russian oil uh, in light of what's going on in Ukraine. Uh, it seems as though some of the climate folks are uh, not happy with this carbon capture uh, movement and it seem like they're trying to thwart this as well in the administration. Yes. Well, you know, it, it, again, with, with emerging technologies, the, there's always uncertainty. You know, the numbers that, that we've seen, especially in regards to the, the safety of of this practice, you know, it it seems as though the, the leading experts on this topic say that this is the road that uh, is a great path towards uh, carbon neutrality for our country. You know, we I think we can all accept that. We can't flip a switch to, uh, you know, end all carbon emissions. But if we can take uh, positive steps to uh, embrace future energy concepts, then, then we're marching down the wrong road. So, you know, I can understand that, um, you know, the perspective can feel that um, every solution isn't the end solution. But, um, you know, I just want to uh, applaud efforts that, the industry and that Louisiana is taking to at least move in the right direction. Right. Right. Absolutely. Uh, also, uh, you guys are actually hosting a federal briefing with the U S office of management and budget uh, director in Louisiana native, uh, Shalonda young this week in, in the, um, uh, before the Mardi Gras ball this weekend. Absolutely. Well, first of all, you know, how lucky are we to have access to a Louisiana native that has such a big role in our federal government and and how we spend money as a country? Um, So, first of all, just, you know, the idea that she understands the perspective of Louisiana, she understands the impact of decisions that are made in D.C. on Louisiana is incredible. But, what, what I like about this event that, that we're hosting, you know, alongside, of course, there, there are many social events that are happening, but the spirit of what is important for Louisiana during Washington Mardi Gras is that twofold. One, we're able to, to better demonstrate um, what is important for Louisiana to lawmakers that are in D.C. who may not often be able to make it to our state and understand where we're headed, uh, you know, in a variety of, of areas. Um, but the second piece is that this is our chance for people who are here in Louisiana to better uh, unlock the mysteries of how things are done in D.C. And so to have a talk like um, Shalanda is going to provide tomorrow, it, it's really going to help people understand how the system really works. And our our goal is that our local business community can adopt 
at least some of the perspective, if not some of the practices that are being taken by agencies like OMB to, to work collaboratively among government agencies, among, you know, business and industry, among community organizations. You know, if we can just instill some of the, the, the collaborative best practices that are, that are being undertaken in D.C., I think it's a good thing for Louisiana. And so it's going to really justify um, – you know, the time and the travel that people take to go to Washington Mardi Gras, I know that everyone kind of, you know, may, who may have not been, may look at it as a little bit of a party, and that there's, of course, again, social elements of it, but it, it's a really impactful and effective event that we're seeing so many people want to be a part of that uh, maybe for a long time didn't really understand the, the benefits of. This is this is exactly why people need to go, is, is they can um, take a deep dive on, on the way that, D.C. does business. And that is so true because you have access to folks at that point in time that you typically wouldn't have, you know, in, in other times, or it's a lot more difficult to gain access to them at those times because they, they kind of understand the importance of these activities as well, and, and they're willing to participate uh, for the in the best interest of the state of Louisiana, right? Absolutely. And, it, and it's people from other states that we, as you mentioned, just don't normally have access to because our delegation is usually who's interfacing with us. Yeah, absolutely. Got to get to a break. We're visiting with Matt Wolf, VP of Communications at GNO, Inc. We will be right back, folks. Stay with us. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, folks. We're joined by Matt Wolf, VP of Communications at GNO Inc. And, Matt, uh, the Shell Live Wire Louisiana Accelerator Program is alive and well, but they have a couple of cutoff dates that are important for folks to know. Absolutely. Well, you know, this is this is a really neat program that that uh, Shell puts on. So, you know, as we know, Shell's a company that's you know much bigger than uh, Louisiana or even the country. So, this is a program that they run actually internationally. But what's interesting about this program that they're doing in Louisiana is it's the only one in the United States. 
So they've seen success in other countries, wanted to replicate it here, and they're uh, they're operating this in the river parishes, which um, you know that's an area that can can really you know use some assistance with small business resources. So um, what they're doing is they're they're taking applications now through uh, January 31st, which is next. Wednesday. Um, you can see information on our social media accounts on how to apply, but this is all about um, delivering access to knowledge, skills, networks, resources that help turn business ideas into successful enterprises. So this is this is really going to create you know more sustainable income for our residents. This is going to create new jobs for our for our communities, and it's going to drive innovation here in Greater New Orleans in in the river parishes. We're really excited about this program, and this is this is the second year, so um, they're they're really not uh, starting from scratch. And the deadline to apply is uh, January 31st, so that date's coming up. And I guess you can just go to Shell Live Wire Louisiana, and you can find that on the internet, right? Absolutely, you can you can apply there. And just another little tidbit of information: the the SBDC for the area is going to be assisting with um, the programming here. So you've got small business resources that are kind of uh, you know top in the, of the class that are going to be delivered to uh, participants in this program. Also, uh, Nurses on the North Shore, a new partnership uh, that's formed over there. Tell us about it. Right. Well, this is, um, you know, we're really excited about this. Admittedly, Geno Inc. wasn't really uh, heavily involved in this, but our partners at St. Tammany Corporation were a part of this collaboration between St. Tammany Health System, Southeastern Louisiana University, and North Shore Technical Community Community College. Um, they were earlier this week opened the St. Tammany Academic Center, and this is a uh, the home of some new programming that helps uh, you know combine you know the academic learning that happens in the classroom with practical learning that happens kind of you know on the job if you will. Uh, it, Albeit, you know, students won't actually be doing work, but they'll be practicing the techniques that that occur during training for nursing. Um, these programs are are, are really going to be impactful. And I know that uh, nursing demand is, you know, at, at a high level around the country, but you know, especially on the North Shore. And what's going to be great about this facility is it's going to be able to help people get into those jobs pretty quickly. So I know that they have, for example, an accelerated nursing program that's going to help students get their bachelor's degree in just 18 months. Wow. That, that, that's incredible. That, that's, right. that's pretty cool. <laughs> it, it's unbelievable. And to do it in a setting, which, again, where they're going to be able to have access to the, the actual practical application of, of those skills, it's going to be a, really a game changer for the North Shore. Matt, we have a special guest that joins us, Courtney Durham-Shane, Senior Officer of Conservation Support for Pew Charitable Trust. Um, Courtney, welcome to the show. Hi, Newell. It's great to be with you today to talk about offshore wind energy and, and what the industry can mean for, for Louisiana. I knew that Pew Charitable Trust was involved in a lot of things, but I didn't mm. realize the breadth and depth of what y'all are involved in. Kind of piqued my curiosity when y'all involved in wind. I said, "How many things? <laughs> how many uh, things are they actually involved in?" And it's quite a few. So, tell us more about Pew Charitable Trust and why you're paying attention to what's going on here in Louisiana. 
a little bit about us. The, the Pew Charitable Trust is an independent nonprofit, non-governmental organization founded in, in 1948 by the Pew family. So that means we just celebrated our, our 75th anniversary. And our mission is to serve the, the public interest, quite simply. Um, we do that by improving public policy, informing the public, invigorating civic engagement. But you're right there, Noel, and in practice, that, mean, that means working on all sorts of things from energy modernization and environmental conservation to public health to things like broadband internet access. We do. We work on a wide swath of projects, always underpinned, though, by that nonpartisanship rooted in the, you know, the latest facts and science. Um, we're known for finding common ground and consensus, really. And, and what brings me to today's discussion is our latest work, the, the Energy Modernization Project, a project where we are supporting state and federal policymakers with just that, to, to modernize our energy system in the United States, you know, thinking through things like how to build clean, reliable electric grids, how to expand energy solutions um, without increasing pollution. And as part of that project, we've been looking at offshore wind potential for the United States and unpacking what sorts of jobs and, and economic development in that industry could usher in for, for states. And we've been especially focused on what it could mean for local businesses, really, to, to participate in the offshore wind supply chain here in the United States, supporting those offshore wind projects, not just off their state coast, but across our nation's waters. And, and the potential for economic development and, and good-paying jobs is, is real. Um, so we're, we're, we're really excited. What's become clear across our initial research is that Louisiana and its businesses are incredibly well-positioned to reap benefits from the offshore wind industry and its, its associated supply chain. You know, I think folks are surprised to hear that there's over 8,000 pieces that go into making a single offshore wind turbine. It's not, it's wow. not just those blades that are as, as long as football fields, right? It's as, as impressive as those are. It's, the, it's all of the nuts and the bolts that need someone to make them, to service them, that offer um, all sorts of potential for Louisiana. And we're, we're certainly not the only ones that have, have taken notice of the potential for jobs and, and economic development for the, from the offshore wind industry either. You know, the, the state legislature passed a bill last session, House Resolution 127, that, that requested the Louisiana Department of Economic Development to work in consultation with the Louisiana Workforce Commission and really evaluate the state's readiness for attracting offshore wind energy supply chain industries, those, those, um, that business uh, market potential for, for state businesses. And um, Pew is, is supporting the state with that effort and working with partners to deliver that assessment in April of this year. Um, and there's also, you know, things like the comprehensive offshore wind roadmap that the Center for Planning and Excellence with the Department of Natural Resources is kicking off, and we're really excited to see that work going forward. So suffice to say, the conversation is really starting to gain momentum around Louisiana's potential with offshore wind. It's, it's no longer theoretical, um, you know, what might this industry offer, but really, really it's real. You guys participated in Louisiana Wind Energy Week, which... If my memory serves me correct, it was last week because uh, Michael That's and right. I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Um, what were your takeaways and, and what did you learn? Well, yeah, last week was the, the first ever Louisiana Wind Energy Week, a, a sold-out affair co-sponsored by Pew and, and hosted by our good friends at Greater New Orleans, Inc. and, and the Southeastern Wind Coalition. Both are, are local groups that have been spearheading efforts um, 
to connect the dots across Louisiana, across interested groups wanting to know more about offshore wind. And for me, the, the diversity of attendees was really notable from, from local businesses, of course, to, to port authorities. There were state representatives, um, global offshore wind project developers, and even the, you know, some of the oil majors were, were all there in the room. So to me, what was, was most evident across you know, the series of conferences, receptions, meetings was, was really the bevy of interest from local Louisiana businesses. And it's not just those that were new and, and you know, eager to learn more. There were, there were certainly many of those attendees, but there was also lots of participation from local businesses that were already tapped into the offshore wind potential, already seeing uh, the connection between their businesses and the offshore wind supply chain, those that have active contracts with offshore wind developers across the, the U.S. and globally today. So in those conversations, I would say two, two things stuck out to me. First and foremost was Louisiana is already playing a role developing offshore wind across the United States. It's not a supposed opportunity. It's real and active today. Um, some of the, the interesting tidbits I learned that that I wanted to share were that, you know, 25% of all U.S. contracts with offshore wind to date by quantity right now are with Gulf Coast contractors, many of whom are Louisiana-based or have operations in the state. So think about that. That's a quarter of companies standing up offshore wind projects today are using expertise resources from Louisiana and the region. Many of those companies... Yeah, they were contracted first out of the gate, too. They're not new to this. They're, the, you know, the Block Island, the nation's first offshore wind project in New England, was built in, back in 2016. It was quite literally stood up on the goods and services provided by Louisianans. The, the, that wind farm, that project alone provided eight different contracts to help you know, design and build and operate the wind farm. And that was groups like Gulf Island Fabrication. That was Keystone Engineering. It's really it's no coincidence that the, the project developers from the early days to today have, have sought out Louisiana experts that they see as, you know, some of some of the best in the business. Another example from today that came up was the fact that there's a specialized vessel being built in Homa to help with the installation of, of wind turbines across the country. And the offshore wind developers, again, knew that shipbuilding was a, was a real comparative advantage in Louisiana, had a reliable track record for their, for their investment. And it's not just shipbuilding. You know, many of the vessels that are deployed on waters supporting offshore wind projects today are from Louisiana companies like Edison Chouest, like Auto Candies, Hornbeck Offshore, Geis Offshore. That's real day-in, day-out jobs. Um, and economic development that, that teams are seeing today. So that, that was one piece. Louisiana already very active role in the offshore wind supply chain in the United States. And second, for me, the other big takeaway that, that our friend at, Great, at Greater New Orleans Inc. shared was a, a, a recently launched database that basically categorized all of the Louisiana companies active or looking to be active in the offshore wind supply chain. And it found that as of today, there are 125 companies that stand to gain from the offshore wind industry. And that list continues to grow day in, day out. 95% of those 125 are small businesses. And almost half of the companies, like I said, are active. The other half are, are interested in, in jumping in. So many of those, those mom and pop shops are looking to diversify their client bases, build their businesses, you know, and offshore wind can, can offer another opportunity to extend their, their market reach, um, so to speak. So if folks want to know more about how to get involved in the offshore wind supply chain in Louisiana, 
I encourage them to check out that new database, that, that new resource at, at GNO Inc., and, and you know, submit your expression of interest so that you can, you can learn more. When you think about in one uh, turbine, there's 8,000 pieces. I had to kind of chuckle because I had a family member that was in the oil and gas industry, and I said, what do you do? He goes, I sell nuts and bolts. So when you said the nuts and bolts and the 8,000 pieces, I was kind of chuckling. I said, it's so true. I mean, it's just. And the breadth of that, of the opportunity, I think speaks for itself. When you think about it, it's not just those, those major pieces that you see. It's the, it's the, the nuts and bolts really that, that, that can represent a huge opportunity for, for mom and pop shops. All the things you don't see for sure. Courtney Durham-Shane, thank you so much for joining us. Senior Officer of Conservation Support for Pew Charitable Trust. Have a great week. Thanks. We'll be right back with Matt Wolf. Stay with us, folks. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back, folks. We are joined by Matt Wolf, VP of Communications, GNO Inc., uh, checking back with him. Uh, Matt, a number of texts came in uh, about the uh, Nurses on the North Shore program. Where would they go to get additional information? Yes, that is a wonderful question. Let me um, – I'm going to try to real-time pull this up while we're, uh, while we're talking. I do know that it's a, it's a program – with St. Tammany Parish Hospital. Um, so let me just look really quickly from where I saw the information earlier. Um, at I do know that our partners at uh, St. Tammany Corporation should have some information on that, but to your point, I believe that there would be a website on this somewhere, and admittedly, I don't have So they could go to that St. Tammany Corporation website and probably catch a link there, right? Yeah, or, or, or if not their website, at least their social media accounts. Um, I'm right. sure that they, because um, they, they were they were definitely taking photos from the event on Monday, and I know that this is something that they're very dedicated to. Uh, there's actually a, a larger uh, mission that they're working on on the North Shore that this furthers. So, um, that final final thoughts, way. Matt. 
Well, look, we're, I just wanted to uh, be to, to thank Courtney from Pew Charitable Trust for joining us today. You know, when we're, we're a state like Louisiana who's trying to forge new ground in, in a new industry like offshore wind, it's fantastic to know that a national organization like that is paying attention to what's happening here. It validates the hard work that's being done. So um, for her to not only be a part of that last week, but then uh, join us on the radio here to celebrate the progress being done here in Louisiana is just a testament Again, to everyone's work, especially here on the Geno Inc. team, from members like Cam Poole, Lacey McManus, Lim Habte, everyone who did a lot of work to make this week uh, a wonderful one, last one. Uh, she laid out the landscape of the linkages to Louisiana. Like, they, they're incredible. I mean, when you think that 25% of all contracts at Block Island were from Gulf Coast companies, predominantly Louisiana, I mean, that in and of itself is pretty phenomenal. Well, look, Louisiana is good at working on large pieces of infrastructure that exist on the water, servicing them, building them, designing them, engineering them, every single piece of the puzzle. So it makes perfect sense that in the next phase of our, of our energy uh, state as a, as a nation and as a state, that Louisiana is going to be a big part of it. So Louisianians yep, are already reaping the benefits today. Thank you, sir, for joining us. Always appreciate your time, your insight. Have a great week. Thanks. Take care, Newell. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Welcome back, folks. When we come back after the top of the news break, we will visit with Sheriff Susan Hudson of the Orleans Parish Sheriff's Office. We'll get the latest on staffing for Mardi Gras, and we'll talk about some other issues as well. We'll be right back. Stay with us. This is Newell on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 